Blog Talk Radio. First World Order Radio, finally, finally, we are on the air. No doubt. All right, all right. There's always going to be somebody in the building on First World Order Radio. We get on into some of that order consciousness tonight. First World Order Radio every Wednesday, 8 p.m. We got to talk about what is taking place on the planet. There's always going to be somebody in the building on First World Order Radio. First, we need to let you know we're going to be doing more shows, giving out more information on Wednesdays. Wednesday is 8 o'clock. We are now going to make this is the hottest day of the week. Others in time, order, importance. The most prominent parts, voices, or instruments. Earthly state of human concerns and existence. An indefinite multitude, quantity, or distance. System regulates to bring about specifics in the group based on value with natural characteristics. Current radiates electromagnetics of sound through the air that your thoughts transmits it. Proceeding others in time, order, importance. The most prominent parts, voices, or instruments.
Bam, boom, bam. I said they stuff and loped up like a bamboo string. Me and that chick, we can get close up like my tampon string. Dose up when you toast up. I have you dozed up with your toes up. Don't front like you went froze up. Like a dick when they seen the dump truck. Yeah, I'm that dumb fuck in the corner with the dunce hat and the steel back. You can fight back, but I bite back like two pit bulls in the death match. Give me my life back. I'm about to hype that. Black and mild, cause I need my breath back. Black like this, hammer fist clinch. My aim don't miss. Nah. My aim won't miss. Hammer fist clinched. Black light lit. Hammer fist clinched. My aim won't miss. Uh uh-uh. uh. My aim don't miss. Black light lit. Hammer fist clinched. You don't miss the water until the well run dry. I think I misspelled it. Let me dot that I. Hammer fist just nailed you. Now you crucified. Spit you in the fractions like a piece of pie. Nah, this ain't school, but class stay in session. I empty that tool like a long shot guess. Adjusting my sight while checking the wind's direction. Watch where you step in. I move stealthy, modern welfare. Stroking with my left hand while my right pull your horse hair. You wanna fight? Expect nothing, don't warfare. I eat gas, breathe fire, and explode air. I'm the red dragon in this golden lair. And it's the golden year. You cold in fear with frozen tears. I'm on the pier with Otis and Tupac, smoking L's and drinking ice cold beers. Black light lit, hammer fist clenched. My aim don't miss. Nah, my aim won't miss. Hammer fist clenched, black light lit, hammer fist clenched, my aim won't miss, uh-uh, my aim don't miss, black light lit, hammer fist clenched, black light lit, hammer fist clenched, my aim don't miss, nah, my aim won't miss, hammer fist clenched, black light lit, my aim don't miss. Uh uh. My aim don't miss. Hammer fist clinch. Black light lit. Hammer fist clinch. My aim won't miss. Nah. My aim don't miss. Hammer fist clinch.
flex, Luca, referee, shooter, positions elevated. Ain't no guessing, ain't no reason what's the purpose. Nothing's accidental, we met a long time ago. Age was cosmic, universal, before social changed its color of law. A book that I saw, equilibrium, stealth comedian. You are trapped in this society. They live in a we society. And Europeans live in a me society. It's a different kind of concept. Spitting preacher, standing on the throne Secret keeper, mysteries known Days and at the horizon, the holiday end On Friday, Christmas weekend Trapped in the calendar, beastly transformations See, look, observations Cypher nano, pick the tempo, ratio Running from a dirty toe, Frito Eating Cheetos, I work three jobs Pay for three homes, Michael Reno and Tito Ten man line, the scarecrow the artist did not even sign his name because the art was created for the whole people. And when you see the folk Oh, yeah, I'm a big 
I want to say thank you to uh, the guy that she informed me on the, on the peppermint. Put peppermint in the mop water and, and wiping down the cabinets helps with um, getting get rid of vermin as as a mice, you know, stuff like that. So you know, I like the smell of it. I burn it in the tea tree. I mean, a tea tea light and stuff like that. But a few bees or something. But uh, I ain't, I ain't do the I haven't done the actual mopping and stuff, you know. But yeah, it works. It thanks, you know. Um, so, other than that, we've been doing some things around here, you know, having fun, not really, really, staying on the move, being motivated. And while we're doing such, I came up with a nice little meal, you could say. It's a, not really, yeah, some some meals, a plate. I, I come up with plates all the time, but this one was kind of Good at, for the moment, anyway, you know. But culture splat. I made a few of them. Culture splat. The C H I S P L A T. Just splat. Reading culture splat because the ingredients. The ingredients are chia seeds, spinach, apples, and and carrots. Or is it just apples? The reason is culture. The spinach, the apples, and the carrots. And the chia seeds, okay, this is how you make it. It's just a splat and all this. There's another one called to splat. That's the one with carrots. Then you got the one that's to bland. That's bananas. But, okay, to splat, how you make the whole thing is basically you get like a, a cup to a half a cup of chia seeds. Pour it in a bowl or you can pour it in the pot and boil it. Okay, I do that. That's real quick, like, but, okay, you put it in the bowl. And you pour some, um, if you do... Almond milk or something like that, soy milk, whatever, coconut milk, uh, cashew milk, or you can do water. I do, basically, basically, what I use is aloe vera water, and then a little bit, like a half a cup of aloe vera water and a half a cup of uh, regular water, just to really cover it up. Don't really smother it, but just get right there at the top of the of the chia seeds, how much you have you put in there, like a cup or half a cup anyway. So you, then you just let that sit for a second, and you get your fruit, like your Whatever you're gonna make, as your uh, it's almost applesauce. So you get your apple, cut it down, put it in the food processor. Get your carrots, slice them down a little bit, put it in food food processor. Get some coconut oil, or olive oil, or something like that to make it smooth, and give it a you know help it break it down a little bit more. Give it a little bit more spice on that substance and uh, the you know the vitamins and minerals we need it so it break down properly. And then uh, I put a uh, a little. A little touch of water if you want, like two capfuls or a capful of water. And after that, spin it. You can put sugar in it, ginger. Well, you know, no artificial sugars and definitely no uh, none of that. You know, sucrose stuff. This uh, basically whatever good natural sugars that you may you know, put in there. Uh, anyway, um, again, spin it. Um, like a, you can put ginger in there, turmeric, whatever, uh, different spices, whatever you you feel comfortable with, or like on your on your uh, on your palate, and then spin that together, put it in the chia seeds, spin all that together, and then you got your your chia seeds, the top, well, the chia seeds, the spinach, I mean the chia seeds, the apples, and the carrots, 
if you want the carrots in it, it can just be apples or pears or something like that. Then if you put all that in the spin around, get your plate, put some spinach on it. Then pile your um pile your chia seeds and your um where you, you basically it is now turning it to the to brown. I mean to splat. So that'll be your spinach uh, apples and, and uh, on the plate. What you do if you got your carrots in the too, that's just splat. But anyway, that's how you make that. And it's pretty tasty. You put vinegar and olive oil on the on the lettuce and everything. I mean on the um spinach or kale or whatever you got spring mix, whatever type of salad you might be eating if you eat a salad. But just a, a bowl of the cheese, I mean yeah the cheese seeds and the sauce is pretty good. Just a bowl of the cheese seeds with a little sugar is good for digestion because it's very fibrous. So you know it's insoluble, insoluble if I'm not mistaken, but it's going um, move slow at the same time, break things down that need to be, all the components that need to be broken down, and it's going to get to where it's supposed to go properly. You know what I'm saying? So that's a pretty good meal, I know. It's, so it's a bland the same way, minus you put, the, you get the bananas, you know, like a, two bananas or something, because you want enough, one banana, two bananas. But this is a good meal, I'm saying. It's like, it's a meal in itself. Seriously. It's pretty good. But yeah, to splat, to blam, and to to splack. That's what the carrots, right? The to blam is pretty good by itself. I mean, like it's like baby food. It actually looks like um, reptilian skin, though. When you look at it, because chia seeds, they swell up, and then you put this banana or the green apples or red apples over on top of it, and mixed up with the with the seeds, it looks like some amphibious or reptilian skin. It, but it's, it tastes very good. It's edible. And it's delectable as well. I can I can save myself, even though you know something I do here is cool. All right, so but you know with the vinegar thing, I was like, yeah, okay, uh, vinegar is very healthy, somewhat. It's good to have around, you know. So I'm like, I use that vinegar pretty pretty often. I use it with different things. Yeah. Basically, I. I put it on, I drink it in the morning. This first thing, I put like two caps, well, about two um, teaspoons in um, in a cup of water, half a cup of water, half a cup of um, aloe vera water. And drink that first thing in the morning. Pretty good. It helps with uh, cleansing out the body. You know, it's, it's almost, it's just about to, it's similar to doing the um, lemon in the morning. It's good for bad breath too, as well. It's good for skin care. Um, help with it helps with the teeth. You keeping the teeth shining and clean, so you know, just gargling with it. Uh, you know, it's, it's very um, positive. It's a proper digestion by stimulating production of the enzymes in the stomach for the proper pH or potential hydrogen. Uh, so if you got indigestion. You know, use a little bit of that, just, you know, like a capful, bring a little water down with it. Not much, but not right after you eat, especially with the water, but about five to, 10, five to 15 minutes, depending on how much you ate. Or, you know, personally, I drink about 15 minutes afterwards. If I'm going to drink something, about 15 to 30 minutes afterwards. And it's usually going to be pertaining to what I eat in the first place. Little lettuce and apples. <laughs> I mean, the spinach and apples. Um, I see lettuce, but I eat spinach. Why? Why do I say? Okay, but um, 
Yeah, it's good for your hair too. You can wash the hair, but then you wash it again with soap afterwards. Stuff it can leave a smell after a while. And oh yeah, but the best type to get is the one that say mother doll on it. and organic. You can find an organic grade of uh, of apple cider vinegar. Yeah, and so you, and you can also do your windows and and wash the floors with the vinegar as well. You mix that in there with the uh, peppermint, lavender, whatever what type of other essential oils, you know, and get the house smelling spectacular and clean, pure. Throw some incense over. I mean, some uh, frankincense over in there. Yep. All right. Oh, but on another note, with the the vinegar is to pour these herbal vinegar recipes. Something I was gonna bring as a tips and tricks. Uh, so what that is, basically, you remember the bubonic plague or the so-called black plague back in the Middle Ages. That's when they uh about getting this disease or whatever from everybody and it was passing out. But on the, you know, in the middle of the street. But anyway, it was these four thieves, so, so-called, that um, had some type of remedy that, you know, they would walk around stealing from everybody. Like, we're taking from the dead people, anybody that was deceased and laid out. They would go and take their stuff out their pockets and then keep moving. But they wouldn't get sick. They never got the bubonic plague. So when they got caught, the, um, the judge was like, I, he's like, he'll spare their life if uh, he if they, if they gave up their information. And so I don't think they gave up all the information. But, yeah, apparently they did because they, they was free. Um, but at any rate, it uh, – this they this uh, this uh, fourth these herbal vinegar that that is bigger one of them right now and scribble scrabbling up against the anyway <laughs> uh yeah like I said it's getting better um so this this herbal vinegar right here is pretty strong now now you know I've only done it once and this was when I first learned about it back about two years ago I just wanted to tell it's it's strong and it's good you know but this is a. Uh, you can use it. Adults can take it like one tablespoon several times a day, and and dilute it in water. First of all, kids can take one tablespoon several times a day, well diluted with water or herbal tea. Um, you can put it with. Uh, you can do it straight without diluting water. If you want to? If you wash it with your hair, dilute it with water, and um, I would wash my hair again afterwards with soap. Uh, it's a good disinfectant for the house, you know. But the recipe, the recipe for this right here is two tablespoons of chopped lavender flowers, where you, you know, get the lavender at the, your local uh, botanical store or, or one of the herbal stores somewhere, somewhere like a, one of those good uh, holistic stores that sell herbs. Uh, two tablespoons of chopped uh, rosemary, two tablespoons of fresh mint, chopped fresh mint, two tablespoons of chopped fresh sage, two tablespoons of chopped fresh marjoram, two tablespoons of chopped fresh anise, two cloves of garlic peeled and crushed, one quart of white wine or apple cider vinegar, preferably raw and with mother and organic as well. Uh, so you got that, you know, dissolve two tablespoons 
that lavender, rosemary, fresh mint, uh, sage, margarine, and fresh, and these, and four cloves of garlic peeled and crushed. Then that one quart of a white, uh, one quart of apple cider vinegar, um, organic, and with the mother still. And mother means it still got all its natural properties, the nutrients that's required for the for it to work. The regular apple cider vinegar doesn't do an effective job. It does a little bit, but it, it's not like the mother. I'm trying to tell you the mama is the mama of it. You got to know. And we're going to talk about mama in a minute. All right, so what you do, you toss all the herbs and the, and the garlic together in one quart mason jar. That's one quart mason jar. Cover it with, vin- cover with vinegar and allow them to marinate seven to ten days in a sunny spot. You put it at the window when, where the sun is at its peak. If you got a window, you know, like at one o'clock. But if you got a window that's pointing in that direction, um, at like one to three o'clock, the best time. Well, as far as the warmest part, the sunniest part of that, but put it right there on that window and let it let it sit there and marinate. After seven to ten days, strain the vinegar through a fine mesh sieve into a second. Let it go through a fine mesh, you know, like a, a water strainer or whatever. Uh, and then clean it and clean and uh, clean one quart glass jar. Store at room temperature. Until you're ready to use it and serve as you would uh, do it, like your vinegar, any type of vinegar. You can put it on salads and you can do your, uh, your meats and vegetables, like uh, season them to cook, something like that. But you, but also with the, of course, it's the, um, it's, it's good for those um, remedies. You know, you can definitely drink some of it like once a day. Um, to uh, help with digestion, to help with uh, basically a purification and keeping the keeping everything moving through the body properly. Like I was saying earlier, it helps with um, bringing about those into the enzymic action in the stomach to where digestion is going to flow. You know, overall health and maintenance of good health uh, starts with proper digestion. Health is key because without health, there's no heart. With no heart, there's no connectivity to who you are truly within. And that's you are the Christ or the cross. Then that's all. To be the cross, you got to have heart. You know what I'm saying? With heart, or with proper flow of blood, and to have that drive, that desire, that the energy and motion to produce the feelings that we have acquired. You know, you, you know, you got to be, we have to have a good digestion and whatnot. It's always good. All right, so that's the four, the four of these, uh, vinegar, herbal vinegar. Pretty good remedy. Uh, it helped them, I guess, you know what I'm saying? Well, while he was out there, if that, you know, if that's any truth in it, you know what I'm saying? But it's all good. It, it works. You know, it does work. I mean, just think about those different herbs that's in, included in there, and you can see that it's a very potent, very, uh, well, very potent in its um, activity as far as inflammatory. And, uh, yeah, you got men in there, sage. You know, that's definitely uh, for anti-inflammatory. And, uh, rosemary, lavender. Uh, anise, 
good blood circulation. Mm-hmm. And it's good for digestion as well as good for nausea. And having a sort of blood flow through our periphery. Well, you know, those two weeks were well spent and we had some time to uh, get some other things done, paperwork and whatnot. Finally had some time to really sit down and study a little bit as well, you know, getting, because I mean, um, not, not too knowledgeable on everything else. Of course, we were here to learn, so that's why I'm you know, always, I was happy when I came home. I had, well, earlier, I had a book sitting outside. The UPS dropped off, I guess. I've had it before, but I misplaced it. But I think I meant to, yeah, when I gave it to a friend of mine, yeah, a sister. And um, the name of the book, of course, Supreme Mathematics, African Magic. I've been going that book back for a minute. I told her I was going to get another. I was like, don't worry about it. It's been like a couple years, man. I said it. I was talking about it one day, and I was like, yeah, I got to get that. So that's nine to the ninth uh, with non-supreme mathematic African Ma'at magic written by African Creation Energy. Very good book. breaks down math and how math and magic and Ma'at, it basically is all equal somewhat, you know, talking about binary codes, um, some and how the similarities throughout the different uh, languages and numeric systems from the past are involved in the, in that binary code, and we have been using the binary code as a system of language and mathematics since day one as a part of our structure, any structure in the universe, and it's part of everything as it flows. But today's topic. I want to say peace again to the fam, first of all, all the fam and everyone out there. It's good to be back. Um, and, uh, hold on, check this out. It's good to be back on on air and whatnot and all that because uh, I miss I miss you, you know. I miss my, my people. And that's great. But, uh, yeah, it's like, you know, it, it really is good to be able to, um, interact with other people on this level of consciousness. You know, and sometimes, you know, like I I say something to uh, someone out here that I, I think is on that level or maybe close to it and, and it doesn't doesn't really bridge uh, you know, access to uh, where they well, what I see it anyway. Everybody see everything different, but I don't. I don't really judge the situation. I guess you could say, from the perspective of judging them. I see. I see it from my own perspective, my own just judge. I judge me, and I see where I'm flawed at in that whole, you know, scenario, and I, I fix that. But anyway, yeah. So today's topic is tomorrow, tomorrow, tomorrow. Reason being tomorrow, tomorrow, tomorrow is uh, 
I was saying something one day. I think it was on one of the blogs where I heard myself, and I was like, tomorrow. tomorrow. I said tomorrow. And, but anyway, so I was like, tomorrow. In my, in my mind. And the next day, after the after that last uh, episode, that last broadcast, this was like a movie called Tomorrowland, Walt Disney movie. I walked in, and she was sitting there watching it, and I was like, what the hell? She's Tomorrowland. I was like, oh, okay. So, so. I looked at it. I asked her a question. Like she told me, yeah, I asked her how long it been out since like, it came out, the movies. Um, you know, I think it was May. It came out May, yeah, May 23rd, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, May 22nd, because I looked it up. But um, it came out May 22nd uh, this year. And uh, But she was watching it or something, but anyway... So I, uh, I'm like, okay, I'm going to check that out, Tomorrowland. For some reason, I just wanted to watch it. So, because I've I seen the name Tomorrow, I'm like, let's say Tomorrow, Tomorrow, the Tomorrowland. Said, okay, yeah, I'm definitely going to watch that. You know, it was like Tomorrowland, Tomorrowland. You know what I'm saying? So, Tomorrowland. Then you got... um. To more connected by to more and lands connected by W. W is a hook, or it can mean to bring something together, two things together. So more and land. Yeah, so yeah, I was like, all right, tomorrow, tomorrow lands. So I went home and watched it. I started watching it. I'm like, damn, this movie's kind of interesting. And, you know, it's, it's cheesy to a certain point, to a certain degree. You, you, you got to be into that type of that type of movie or whatnot. It's a science fiction type of movie, you know, so it's got a... And the scenes, I mean, it's pretty decent. So, you know, it's all right. You got a, a George Clooney, and I mean George Clooney, George Clooney, yes, I come, uh, and it got a, some female, I forget her name, though. She like a new actor. She been acting for a minute on some other stuff, but not not major like this. I think this one is another few movies, that she, another few movies this year. I don't know her name, like I said, but uh, she played him, uh, like the uh, star role in the movie. All right, so the movie starts out like they uh, is in 1964, and dude uh, George Clooney, his name is um, John Francis Walker. In the movie, he, he gets off the bus and goes into this. He's at the New York State Fair. He goes in there, throws this uh, big bag on a on a table at the inventors contest over at over at the State Fair. So he throws his big bag on there, opens up as a jetpack. And the dude behind the, the thing he was judging is like looking at it like, whoa, what is this? You know, he's like the jetpack little dude. I guess he's like 12 or something. The um, dude, George Clooney's going to grow up to be um, like 12 or something at the time, 1964. So um, he he uh, explains it as a jetpack and everything to the to the judge. The judge like, wow, but then, you know, this female comes around the corner of this little girl. She's about like the same age as uh, Frank and everything and her name Athena. 
and she come around the corner. She like, uh, did you make it yourself? Is what she asked me. He stunned though. He little took it back because she she pretty. You know, a thing to me is uh, it's God for beauty. It's one of God's sweet wisdom, um, and the war as well. But uh, just in, in the movie, she was kicking butt, like flipping around like uh, Neo in the Matrix and stuff. To be a 12-year-old, you know, it's kind of weird, but she's also a robot. So, of course, you know, that's, I guess robots program do certain things like that. I don't know. But, uh, all right, so she liked it. She liked me. And she ended up giving dude a pen and whatnot to be able to go from, uh, this pen's got a T on it. That's the symbol on the, on the, um, for um, Tomorrowland. It's a futuristic, like, place somewhere else in the future, you know what I'm saying, whatever. So she gets the pen, she gives the pen to him, and she he follows them to this place where they, they get teleported to Tomorrowland. And it's funny, when she they go to it, he goes down on a boat, like that, that small world joint, of like in uh, the one that got in Walt Disney World, but it's at the World Fair though, in New York, but they in the small world joint, and they go down to this little water thing, and he, and he ends up in a place no one else can get to, but it's like all water and it's dark, you know. So he's on this boat of rock and everything, you know what I'm saying. It goes down into the water, and then when it gets to the point where he, he has to uh, go to uh, get teleported or whatever to Tomorrowland, it's in the shape of like a key or even a tree because like a circle at the top, it stands out on the side. And then it's another like little place where the roots of the tree could look like where he gets off the boat and he walks onto the the bank or whatever to the actual um, teleportation device or ship or whatever. So he walks over there, gets in that, and he uh, zooms, you know, zooms off, he beams up to Tomorrowland, or beams through or whatever. But he goes to Tomorrowland. All right. So after that, though. So we got we got uh we got John Casey no John uh what's his name John Frank Walker and we got Athena and we got the dude oh the dude behind the desk named David Nix but then we go back to the future and it's the girl Casey Newton Casey Newton is uh the female that's like she's optimistic, she feels that there can be a change and all that. Because what's going on with uh, the future is that it's, it's like it's going to be destroyed. That's the whole plot of the Tomorrowland. Tomorrowland was devised by scientists in the past, or scientists in Casey's time in the present, right now, really. And they went to the, they're supposed to be scientists like Tesla and all them cats back in Bone and all that, whatever the Gabon and, and uh, all them, them type of. Uh, uh, individuals in that time period got together, Thomas Edison, and um, came up with a group of people who supposedly came up with a group called uh, Plus Ultra in the movie. And, uh, Ultra, it was four of them, you know what I'm saying? So those four uh, individuals, which was one of the Tesla, came up with this group called Plus uh, Ultra. Thomas Edison was one of them too. But they, um, they used their knowledge and information that they was acquired through um, being scientists and their physicists to develop uh, scale technology into a way that they could transport themselves 
to the future or whatever. So they came up with it, and then they was trying to um, figure out how they could come up with a, another plan to save the world from any type of intimate uh, destruction. What basically what happened is they were coming back from the future to get people from the past that were scientists, that were artists, that were uh, pretty much into liberal arts. They said liberal arts is very uh, creative, imaginative, uh, open-minded, uh, brave, uh, and and all that good stuff, and then bring them back to the future or whatever and to develop some type of um, better reality for the for the past or for the present day now. All right. But all that said, Casey was one of the last ones to be able to uh, get the pen. She, I think she got the last pen. Yeah, she got the last pen. So her name is Casey Newton. Let's go back to John Francis, though. John Francis uh, Walker. John is, uh, as you know, Edamon John, well, it's a Hebraic he word. breaks down from Yohanan uh, that means uh, Yahweh is favorite or Yahweh is gracious. Uh, you know, so John or Yohanan or Yohanan means God's favor. And what happened to, later on is, is that he got exiled off of Tomorrowland for developing, uh, you know, making this device that was called the Monitor that uh, could actually see the future and saw that it was a time coming where the planet uh, Earth would be, be destroyed or whatever, would have some type of uh, demise to um, catastrophic events throughout the throughout the planet. Uh, so when he developed that, they they struck him off the planet off the out of that world, Tomorrowland, which would be another alternate dimension to this planet right now. So who in the Bible in the Bible John uh, was exiled and was sent to the island of Patmos where he received revelation. It was revealed to him, so to speak. But that, you know, Jehovah's favorite, even though he got exiled, Jehovah's favorite, John with the revelation, the revealing of itself. Francis means true, well, Frank means true, if I'm not mistaken, or pure. And um, noble, also free man. It's where Frank, Frank is a free man. Uh, the German Franks were the nobles, descendants of the Moors, everybody, descendants of Moors, of course. So, Frank means noble man, free man, you know what I'm saying? His, um, <clears throat> his middle name, that's what he went by, but it's John Francis, you know what I'm saying? Walker. Who do we know as Francis? Pope Francis, that's his left here, 
couple of weeks ago, right? Yeah, so Pope Francis, John Francis, and the last Pope was Pope John, when it was a couple of posts back, I can't recall. Really haven't. But it's all good. So uh, Pope Francis, Pope John Francis, not Pope Francis of Assisi, but Pope Francis, uh, or Francis, John Francis Walker. But you see the coincidences, um, or whatnot, how they link. All right, so they um, eventually give this last pin to uh, Casey Newman. So I was uh, looking at, like, why Casey Newton? Why Newton? Newton is a scientist. You know, it's supposedly the law of gravity and all that theory of relativity or something, uh, you know, developed out of some of this information, the light. And, you know, and, and things like that. So I'm like, what is this Newton got to do with Casey? So I, I wrote down Isaac on a piece of paper. Uh, that was almost on Bill Cosby's voice. Isaac on the piece But uh, I wrote down Isaac on a piece of paper. And I looked at it. Sometimes it ain't always what it seems, what to say. I looked at it. I'm like, oh, hold on. Isaac, you write it backwards. It's Casey. Oh, okay. All right. So that's what this is about right here. I got to look at this movie again. What are they talking about? You know, so, okay. So Isaac Newton. This is Isaac Newton. Casey Newton. In, in a female uh, form. So this is about duality right here because uh, we, we're thinking about Isaac Newton. We're thinking about a dude that was a scientist that innovated a lot of things in science for that time, for that time period, you know what I'm saying? Um, but that's a mainstream Isaac Newton. The reality behind it, Isaac Newton was uh, he, Sir Isaac Newton or whatever, Sir, you know, he was knighted. So he, he delved in, in alchemy, and he was also an uh, active member of, uh, of, of a Sikh society, or he was a Freemason, basically. He knew he had information pertaining to different sciences and different uh, methodologies of approach to apply those sciences. Remember, science is always being connected to magic. There's no such thing as... Uh, so it's mag- magic and science. They, they're the same thing. You know, um, scientists today might not see it that way. They are de- definitely... Interconnected because you have to look at what science involves is uh, what is involved in science is of uh, the movement and the interaction of different uh, elementals within nature, and then how one would observe that movement through different applications utilizing other elements within those elements and finding out, observing them and having some type of thesis, of course, or theory about what's going to be. And then while I was in the observation, taking notes and coming up with a hypothesis within that, those notes, and then eventually coming up with a conclusion or some type of uh, proof to what you had based your theory, your theories on, 
and objective proof outward from the theory to the subject of the, of the thought. But that, that so, so all science is basically how we live life, but, you know, that's that's magic too because when in magic you have to about it or have a theory or a thesis about what it's going to be, and then you and one would observe the situation in the mind and then format that situation as a, as a hypothesis. After that, come to a, a direct conclusion of, of what you gain from from uh, the applications and putting all the different elements together. Elements is intelligence. The science means to know. So, yeah, you know, so you, science and magic is, is hand in hand and uh, lead to whatever notice. That's why they feel certain things like the CERN over there in um, Franco, uh, Franco Swiss, the Franco Swiss border at the 17 mile long tunnel that is smashing. Um, Particles, it's, you know, it's a accelerated, a large hadron collider, and an accelerated particle um, being smashed. So, put in, uh, trying what they're supposed to trying to do is um, find out how the the beginning of the universe started, the Big Bang theory type thing, and there is no beginning of the universe. You know, so they will never find that. I guess they're done right, so they need to shut it down. But that's not going to happen. The reason being because it's more so to it than just trying to find out how to uh, how this universal started to do this big bang thing type thing. What's really going on? Well, you know, it's um, this portal thing. You know, they're opening up a portal to an alternate dimension, and that ties back to. Um, to Tomorrowland also ties back to Pope Francis coming to visit a while ago. Yeah, yeah. Recall that this this uh discern basically discern means um well it means Council of Research, Research and Nuclear. I can't remember what that E stands for. Come to me in a minute. Well, organization for uh, French research, of, or, you know what I'm saying? But reach, French research, nuclear, nuclear research, French nuclear research. No, not French, but uh, Organization of Nuclear Research. But it's been around for a minute, like 1964, 55. Yeah, still, this uh, CERN machine uh, has this LAC Large Hadron Collider right there, and, and it basically that's what it is, but it's uh, sort of smashing all these particles, and um, it's causing uh, it's, it's, what they, you know, eventually what they can do is open up black holes or alternate dimensions, parallel realities and and, and whatnot. But I'm gonna get back to to uh tomorrow, tomorrow, tomorrow's on another note. 
Because when I thought about it, it was like, that's an old saying in that William Shakespeare, John, or uh, Bacon, William Shakespeare, Shakespeare. You know what I'm saying? That's you know, definitely not a real name, Shakespeare. It can be, of course, but Spear, you shake. The spear is the, the lance, it's the sword. The sword is the spine. What does the spine do? When it's uh, in deep meditation, was enlightened. We will because lightning goes to those deep meditations like Simon did. You know, once in a while he had those those moments of uh, shakti shakes through the spine. It's from that the play Macbeth. Macbeth. Uh, when Macbeth uh, found out about his wife or queen or whatever being uh, murdered, and it's called tomorrow, tomorrow, tomorrow by by name. By popularity, but that's the opening line. So it goes like this: Tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow creeps in this petty pace from day to day, to the last syllable of recorded time. And all our yesterdays have lighted fools the way to dusty death. Out, out, brief candle lights but a walking shadow, a poor player that struts and frets his hour upon the stage, and then it's heard no more. It is a tale told by an idiot full of sound and fury, signifying nothing. So he, he's basically saying life is is uh, not, nothing, but as we go through it, we pick up on different things to find out with nothing, and we that's basically what we... I mean, but it's not really saying that it, in life that's what happens, but that's where he felt because he had lost his wife, and at the same time, the... Uh, Dude wasn't make uh uh what's his name make something McDuff was on the way. I was on the way to like take over this uh, the castle, and um uh, he was but he, you know at, he hears about his wife and he knows that the uh, soldiers of McDuff is on the way, or McDuff McDuff. It's on the way, so, you know, I guess his nerves is on end, emotions are both flat. So he said this, and, and all I guess states lighted fools, the way the dusty death out, out brief candle. Talking about that brief candle of light, the life, life's with a walking shadow, poor player, the stress and threats, and style on stage. It's heard no more. It is a tale told by an idiot full of sound and fury, signifying nothing. You know, you can really tell that he was very emotional about losing his wife, but in the same breath, is he emotional about the wife or is he emotional about his own demise being the hand? Yeah, but, you know, so um, tomorrow, 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 that's that statement right there. And then we, you know, you just look at that like, uh, tomorrow, 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 why would he? Yeah, my, you know, I break it down a little bit different, you know, tomorrow, tomorrow, tomorrow. But he's like, tomorrow, tomorrow, tomorrow is inevitable that that's going to happen. Somebody with that type of mindset, I'm like, you know, I, I don't know, I, I put something, I probably like, you know, I just want to wish it away, which is what that mindset. We want to wish it away. Wish it all away. That's me. Who has that magical ability to just whoosh away? That well, that higher higher ability is uh, you know 
something that you all have. We all had that ability. But as in that movie, um, Tomorrowland, what inevitably took place is A.C. or Isaac Newton, and, and Casey means brain or vigilant. Someone who a vigilant means someone who's very observant or watchful. That's circumspective. So who is brave, courage, who has heart, and who has, who is vigilant or, or, or circumspective? That's Haru. And Haru is the heart faculty or whatnot, but also one who has gained access to enlightenment through uh, different processes of alchemy. Remember, I was saying um, Isaac Newton uh, was very attuned to uh, to alchemy. He was a what you would call a high magician in alchemy, trying to develop the philosopher's stone, like most people at that time in that time period were. And he got to a certain point. I think he developed the star regulus. Uh, 1667 or something like that. It's just what the information is saying. But that's like uh, the next step, the next phase into for getting to the so-called philosopher's stone or the Mechabar. But uh, what ended up happening is she um, she she was noticed by by John, well, by Frank, it was a, he was at the house, at the, his house, and she came over there. Actually, she had to break in, but you watch the movie, you see the movie, it's, you, you see, I, don't, I can't break, watch the movie, it's pretty decent, it's all right, you, but you gotta want to watch it, though. <laughs> all right, but uh, she uh, noticed, well, he noticed something happening, because he got this doomsday countdown machine hooked up, all right? It's hooked up from this dimension to Tomorrowland's dimension, and it's picking up on radio frequencies or RF frequencies and whatnot from from that alternate dimension and broadcasting them here. So she, when she said something, he was asking her about it, and she was seeing all this stuff. Like it was, uh, you know, a lot of uh, events happening throughout the globe, like tsunamis and stuff, earthquakes, all that good stuff. You know what's going on, and she was seeing all this happening, and he was saying, you know, if you want to know, if he he asked her if he knew the day that she want to know, and, and she was like, nah, because then I'd be thinking about it and I would know. But and then she said, don't. He was like, well, you're gonna go die anyway, so this is gonna be the date, and I want, and I'm just gonna tell you. But she was like, don't we create, don't we create our own destiny. And that's when he knows on his little countdown thing, it went from 100% to 99.9%. And uh, so he was like, whoa. And she was like, what What I just do? Because it, it was like dismal, you know, chaotic, like uh, just uh, you're on the screen, it was just, that's all that was happening, mayhem. Destruction, pestilence. Every screen, he had like a, I don't know how many different TVs, but all the TVs had something going on uh, that was uh, talking about death, you know, fear, you know. So uh, she said, "Don't we create our own destiny?" And it changed from 100% to the for that 
date that he had projected this stuff was going to happen to um, to Tonight. now when Casey or Isaac or whatever Casey meaning brave Isaac is, is uh, from Hebrew Yishak meaning um, he laughs because Isaac um, when he was born by Abraham and, and uh, Rebecca, if I'm not mistaken, is his parents. And uh, Rebecca was like 90-something years old. Abraham was 100. But um, what ended up happening is that she, she became pregnant. And uh, even though they was of age, of that age, you know what I'm saying, Sarah. And I said, it was her first time, Sarah. And uh, not Rebecca, but Sarah. I think Hathor was the main servant that Rebecca is on a mistake that had other children by Abraham, but cause Sarah wasn't able to have any children. Um, but Abraham and Sarah had the child, and they him. That was where he laughed, because he laughed when he found out that information. But all right, so go back to Casey. Casey um, had that ability to alter the outcome. So what she did was make it from 100% of was going to happen, happen to 99% that was going to happen. And he was like, whoa, and all that. So um, they end up getting back to, they get to Tomorrowland, and she realizes that the reason that things on planet Earth or broadcast happened in that manner is because it's a feedback mechanism from the alter dimension of Earth Tomorrowland to that dimension, the present Earth. And the feedback is te- is coming from this machine that Frank had developed and created in Tomorrowland that is a portal, it's like a bridgeway from Earth to to uh to Tomorrowland, so they could be able to see what's going on in the, in that time period, but it was developed through tachyon energy or scalar wave technology, basically, and that's melanin, basically, you know, something that absorbs light. Because tachyon energy is faster than light, right? But um, so she noticed that. Whatever is being going from um, Tomorrowland is going to to the Earth. So that frequency that's being picked up from the monitor, this monitor that's up there, what does the monitor do? The monitor is uh, something that observes, that watches, you know, very closely. And, uh, of course, uh, Use as computers. On computers, we have computer monitors, and also using music, audio monitors as well. So we sight and hearing. So, but the monitor is what was causing this um, feedback to get to the earth that was implanted fear because it was fear that was being introduced to the monitor going back and forth by the dude David Hicks, but David Nix or whatnot. He was the, he knew that if uh, he kept feeding them fears, then that's what they want, 
that's what they would want, and they would never be controlled, and they wouldn't ever get to tomorrow. And he didn't want them to come to tomorrow because he felt that the people who were in the present were um, mentally obsolete, basically over-emotional savages. And he looked at uh, he, well, he looked at people in the present. Uh, well, you know, this is a movie. He looked at the people in the present as uh, being, uh, I guess you could say, like, uh, well, do say Kissinger say uh, uh, worthless bottom eaters or something, worthless eaters or whatever. He, he was talking about the elderly and whatnot. And I think in that statement, he just, he said some some crazy things to be such a prominent person in uh, in society and everything, whatever. Yeah. All right, so um, that uh, that monitor in Tomorrowland was causing fear back in on Earth, was causing the fear to be developed on Earth through a frequency, through a vibration that wasn't being picked up by the human mind. And the, the vibration was based on fear and it was based on repetitiveness and always being in that threshold of that 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 vibration on that frequency. And they had, you know, this is, because in one thing it was something called, uh, well, actually it was, they, they, before they went to Tomorrowland, they had to get on the spaceship, but they had to get a ship. So they left, they teleported from America to Paris, not to London, to the Eiffel Tower. Eiffel Tower was developed by uh, Thomas Edison, what was the, that group called Plus Four, and it was developed to be a, a antenna to pick up frequencies in all dimensions and parallel reality and everything and find out some information about different things, how to use that energy or that they, uh, those frequencies to be able to get to those realities, and they found out how. But the Eiffel Tower also doubled as a, um, a rocket to to get to that that place. It was the last one or something like that that they, the plus four, had uh, put together. On on a plus ultra is what they were called, plus ultra, they put together. So they got on that ship. Well, they got on the Eiffel Tower, and the Eiffel Tower turned into a, a spaceship launcher or whatever. But if you look at the Alpha Tower, what did it look like? It looked like one of those big antenna things that they got all over America and uh, Great Britain, um, United Kingdom, Africa. I mean, they got them all over Africa like that because a lot of the, the areas are indigenous and there's no, you know, there's no cities there, so they don't have a population that they, you know, want to put a lot of control mechanisms towards like that. So, but they these things called Gwen Towers all over America. And these Gwen Towers, Gwen Gwen means uh, groundway um, emergency network, basically. And they're supposedly for uh, uh, any type of event, if any type of event like a nuclear invasion or war is going to happen or something like some. Uh, you know, catastrophic event happening, then we still have communication on on that level. That's what they say, you know. But this, this, these towers are built um, very 
and very strategically, they're spaced a certain distance apart. They say 200 miles, but they're very they're much closer because they're trying to condense that frequency within the limits, the ranges of each um, of each um, area. You know, say for instance, like right here, you know, they want they want to um, bring in a certain type of saturation of a, of a thought frame. Then they would just put, they would put these towers around that area that they want this this frequency to hit, and that, and they turn it on right right there. So, but if you notice, they all had these triangular shapes going within them. And triangles are the first closed circuit, meaning it's the first unit and, and it's the first geometrical unit that is able to hold energy. You know what I'm saying? So it held, as you go, you know, as you look and see these towers, you see that all of them is like, wow, they're triangles. So it holds energy. It can be healing energy, yeah. You can use that energy as well. But this is a 200-foot or 500-foot um, uh, tower. It's placed all over America strategically, again, 200 miles, they say, apart. That gives off that that's actually now it's called ground wave, so that means it's in the ground and it goes under the to the basements, you know, deep into the ground. So and it, it stops at a certain level because if you know about these uh, so-called littles, they um these well these littles, the so-called elites, they they are uh, like to go into these uh, deep underground military bases. The dumbs, the dumbasses, but but they go into these caves and whatnot. That's uh, deep in the ground, and it's uh, you know, you seen the movie uh, Resident Evil, where they had those deep little joints that you know they go down and all that. It's very similar to that, you know. So they're protected from some of that radioactivity, so to speak. They say down there, and other things that's happening up here. But so these towers are placed around, but that's what the Eiffel Tower uh, is similar to. You know, you really look at it. It's an antenna, of course, but it's a big antenna. These wind towers are a little bigger than the, um, the older radio antennas that they had back then. We still one sitting up there on one of these roads. But uh, so that that right there turned into a spaceship and they, they flew off. But as you can see the 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 disclosure that's taking place with the antenna and the Gwen, well with the Eiffel Tower and the Gwen uh, towers. You know what I'm saying? Uh, that they use in America. Alright, so that is but well, okay, what she what ended up happening is she um Casey or the brave one, Haru, the hero, the female aspect of Isaac Newton, the polarity, him asking for forgiveness, basically. Uh, okay, but uh, um, she, let me see what happened after that. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. She figured out that that's what was taking place, and she said, we got to destroy this machine, the monitor. Because the monitor is feeding the people the future. 
what else do we have as a monitor? Television. We have the uh, we have the computers. We have the cell phones. So technology is what's feeding a spirit. We have become a technology a technological based reality, not an organic based reality. And something is happening within those digital mechanisms that's um, intentionally altering brainwave, uh, correct brainwave function. And then it's enhanced through certain, uh, they call it antichologenic food items or elements that's introduced to us through our foods which uh, basically puts a new mold around the infinity of melanin because melanin, again, you know, is a a copolymer, it's a a polymer, but it also copolymerizes. So being that it's a polymer, that means it it changes to many things. But copolymerizing means not only does it change, like it transmutes, well, it, it uh, receives and transmits the energy that it, re- that it receives or the information that it receives and then um, transmits that energy after it receives it, transmits it to the place that it needs to go. But it also copolymerizes with the energy. So whatever it becomes, whatever goes into it, it gains an affinity to it, it means, meaning that it can almost... Um, desire whatever it it is involved with. It'll want it. It's almost like it got to have it. That's why if you know it's melanated people, us, we are more drawn to being addicted to drugs and alcohol and things like that because melanin being uh, another thing knows all things. So it has any connection to the feeling of that uh, inebriation or the feeling of that um, point of intoxication or what we get to that you took that uh you know that that point of euphoria where we are on that bliss level you know but melanin since it is from that place definitely gains an affinity to it because it's getting back to its natural origin of bliss you know even in this chaos but that's why we are so drawn to certain things like that, like, you know, drinking and smoking and popping pills and things, whatever, some of them, you know. But we, and also with the other sensations, stuff like foods and things like that, it gives us that feeling like, oh, Lord, that ice cream. Or, you know, that cookie, that cheese on that pizza, that taco, or, that, you know, that enchilada or something, I don't know, stromboli, you know, that, that cow's arm. God, ladies, just, just imagine it sometimes, you know, you get to that point of ecstasy in your mind, like, whoa, you know, that's that's that lower self stuff, that's that, uh, that realm that can be defeated, of course, you know what I'm saying, it can also take over, and that can be taken uh, advantage of because of how uh, melanin which is the whole structure is 
everything is everything, you know what I'm saying? So being that that is what it is, and it gets back to itself in that perspective of the, the polarity in a physical sense. Because basically we could say drugs is the physical, <laughs> one of the, uh, like the on, the on the far end of the pole from where um, spirit goes into life, on the far end of it, drugs will be that that thing that we will be the last. Uh, so so we're right there at it because we have all that within us because we had the same drug, the capability to develop the same feeling from those drugs within us without having to touch it. Is it you know when we get it quicker like that and we don't have to go through the, the applications and you know it's always right there like that too. Like we may not know about that those applications to get to that point of uh, ecstasy or bliss, samadhi within the mind. Yeah, but um, so Casey noticed that, and she was like, "We got to destroy this thing." So the monitor had to be destroyed, and like I was saying, since melanin or since we can be influenced um, through subliminal subliminal symbols, remember the T is the symbol that is the Tomorrowland symbol. So T is 22nd letter of the alphabet, 22nd letter of the alphabet is top, of the Hebrew alphabet is top, and it means um, mark or sign or signature. So that symbol is sign, yeah, it's signature. What is it a sign of? It's a sign of things to come. It's 22nd letter plus one, it make 23. At 23 of September, and what was taking place was the Pope came to America. Pope came to America, and he um, he says on the 23rd at the White House, he says to the president and all those people that was out there, he talks about um, how climate change is very important. And and things are developing in the future need to be taken care of by us now and not by the future generations. So he's talking about the present, past, and the future. The climate change happened in the past. He's talking about present, us, taking care of it, and not the future generation. Past is present of our future. But he's saying that, and on this date, going back to Isaac Newton, 23rd, Isaac Newton was a, um, what they call an ecotologist. He was into end time. He was an end time theorist. So he believed that uh, he was a Jesus uh, end time theorist. Well, Christ, I guess you could say. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? But uh, he felt that Christ was coming back at a certain point. It will be the end of time or the end of uh, time as we know it. And he gave this date that this was developed. He gave this date um, September 23rd, 2015. The reason being is 
he studied Daniel uh, in, in the book of the, uh, this is the biblical chapter Daniel. In there, um, chapter 9, it states, uh, where the map in there, it states that it would be um, 7 times 7. And that's how we count a year. So sevenfold. Seven times seven is forty-nine. So what he did was basically he gave the count that from each of those forty-nines, um, something was going to take place. But he would also do the math on it. It was called a. Uh, Prophetic year instead of it being 365 days, it'll be 360 days within those those council, those years, seven years or 49 years. And when he did the math on on uh, the three on the Shemitah, Shemitah is the day of atonement in uh, in the Jewish or Judaism. All right, so, and that took place um, on the 13th of September, if I'm not mistaken. That's when Shemitah, the last Shemitah took place. Shemitah is a seven-year Sabbath. You know, we have, they got, but they, as far as like religion, Judaism is a Sabbath festival that they had every year. And um, this one, well, the last one, but well, this one right here is 20, well, not 23, but the 15th is when, hold on a second, I'll make sure I'm, because I did have it somewhere. I don't see it though, but um, Yeah. Well, anyway, so the 23rd, oh, yeah, it's the 13th. The Shemitah is on the 13th. Yeah, it was on, it was on the 13th of September, but that is, uh, that's not the Day of Atonement. That's actually, the Day of Atonement is Yom Kippur. Yom Kippur was on the 23rd. Yom Kippur is ushering in the Jubilee. Jubilee is the seven times seven. That's the 49 years. Let's see with these Shemitahs. The Shemitah being um, the Sabbath celebration for the year. And then they go into Yom Kippur on the 23rd. But this 23rd actually is the opening of Jubilee as well. That's 49 years. That's every 50 years. Well, every 49.9 years. What do we know about 49.9 years? I'm going to go out to Icron, the Indigenous Cosmic, go to Ray Machelzadek book um, for the initiative in that order. So we go right here to page uh, page 15, if I'm not mistaken. Um, 
Even during normal phases of his life, a tremendous amount of electrical energy is created on Sirius, making it the most energized positive point in our little corner of space. Every 49.9 years, the two stars, the, uh, well, two of the stars of, of the um, this planetary system, Series A and Series B, come as close together as their orbits allow, creating huge magnetic storms between them. As they approach each other, the stars both begin to spin faster as tidal forces become stronger, finally, finally flipping, flopping over, and actually trading places with each other. Isaac and, and uh, Casey. His energy is eventually released to flow down the magnetic field lines to the sun, which transmits it like a lens to all the planets. Sirius is considered by the ancient Kalamatu to be the most important star in the sky. The sun was astronomically the foundation of the entire living system. The celestial movers determined the Kalamatu calendar. Sirius elliptical rising, or when Sirius again rose into visibility after being hidden by sunlight for 70 days, marked the beginning of the Egyptian year. All right, but um, that's that's Canis Major, and that's Sirius, and that's also uh, the book. That's also the book of Ra, right there. And but uh, so another thing with this uh, in the movie Casey, when she started speaking about her life and everything and whatever at the very beginning, something something was said. Well, her father was holding it, and her mother was holding the video camera filming. And they was outside looking at the stars. And she looked up at the stars, and the dad said, uh, "What's that right there?" And she named a group of stars. I mean, she named like maybe ten different star groups. But the first star system that she named was Sirius. She said, "That's Sirius. That's Pelopeus. You know, that's Pleiades. That's it." But she, she was like six or seven years old. You know, a little girl, like you know. And then her dad said, "Why do you love the stars?" Like, one day I'm going to go there. <laughs> and mom was like, what if you go all the way up there and there's nothing? And she said, what if there's everything? <laughs> yeah, but uh, I was like, wow. So this little, you could tell she had some some uh, abilities that were far greater than uh, just being able to recite and know that these were star systems, star constellations. Yeah, but uh, so Casey means brave, and they were looking for brave as far as the recruiters or the Athena, the little twelve-year-old uh, robot was looking for in the movie was looking for uh, brave, vigilant uh, young individuals to go around to to bring back to Tomorrowland to uh, I guess had they had that vision to be able to devise or uh, develop some type of. Uh, better reality for the past and the present and everything. So it won't be no that end type thing well. So but um Casey and Isaac are basically the same just a, a feminine and masculine perspective of, of one thing, one individual way to do itself. Okay, but um going back to twenty three and and uh, Francis, Pope Francis, as well as John Francis Walker, he goes, the movie starts out in 64. 64 is 46. 
got to say certain key words to get people's attention. So the media's attention was, you know, the eyebrow was raised right here. Oh, let's put that out, you know. Of course, it's all about disclosure. So what's happening on, on the 23rd, it did happen on the 23rd, but it, it did because what did the Pope say on the 23rd? Climate change is very important. We need to fix this problem now, not in the future. Okay, well, okay, go back to climate change. What happened on the 1st of uh, October is, or the 3rd of October all the way to the 5th, is uh, six of whether or not it may be still going on. It actually was uh, Hurricane Joaquin, or Joaquin, or Joaquin. You know what I'm saying? So Joaquin, one black. This hurricane came through and um, was going. It could lay. I, I guess it could have been a little bit worse or something. I don't know, but it may be something else coming through. I don't know, but maybe so. But this one, just the 23rd, they were saying it was going to be like a a major event. Because it said 500 days away from uh, May 21st, there's going to be some type of major climate event to take place. And that would be from September 23rd, um, fall park right around there. But we did have the blood moon on the 28th, and that was also the Feast of Tabernacles on the 28th. And um, there's two weeks after after Shemitah. And this is the super Shemitah that is going on now, the 49.9 year Jubilee that started on 23rd. Jubilee is the restoration point, rejuvenation to flip from one pole to the other pole so the other pole can rest and the new one can be restored. I mean, the other one can be restored and the new one, the one coming in, can take over and put that energy in. So there's been a flip on the energy on this 50-year thing from a masculine to a feminine or matriarchal from a patriarchal to a matriarchal. That's why he's speaking on climate control. That's also why he apologized to the indigenous people. Because he knows indigenous people is what mama going into the matriarchal or the mother married, you know, ma going to the the actual um, the factor, the plus factor. So if we look at the Jubilee and uh, some of the things, because going back to uh, I knew, I knew he predicted that this uh, something was going to happen on the 23rd, but he also had other predictions. Um, one of them was June 7th, and the other one was June 7th, 1967. is uh, actually 49 years from um, today, from now, if I'm not mistaken. And and what took place in 1967 was 
the Six Day War, which ended with um, Jerusalem being given back to the Jewish people, Israel, whatever. And uh, what was stated inside of uh, in the Jubilee is that all of God's children will be restored to their homeland and given their their land back in there. They will go back to their birthright. So what takes place on the Shemata, or the, the Great Shemata, the Super Shemata, or the Super um, Sabbath, which is seven and seven, is the uh, children of God, children of Israel. Remember, Isaac is the father of Esau and Jacob. Jacob um, was transformed to Israel. Remember, all these allegories, of course, uh, you know, so looking at Isaac as an actual person, Abraham, his father, and Sarah, and all that, was Isaac. Um, I mean, he lasts, but Isaac was also going to be something called the binding. It's going to be sacrificed to uh, to God by Abraham. You know, so Isaac was about to be put on the table, and then Abraham noticed a ram over in the bush in the tree. The ram says, like, one of God's angels came to him and said, hey, hey, man, you ain't listening to the intelligence within you. You don't hear that ram over there? That the hair and all that, stuck in that tree, from, you know, murder your son, <laughs> sacrifice because he can't find him. But he gave, but that's basically saying, tame the lower self. Don't kill yourself. Don't kill you, who you are, you know, infinitely. You know, tame the, the feelings of who we think we are through the, the desires that are obtained on through the objective of the elementals and not the obtaining of those desires through the intelligence that not only participates with the elementals but produces the elementals. So that that intelligence that is producing and participating, that's observing and uh, creating, is who you true who we truly are within. You know, so that 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 the melanin, which can be manipulated as well through external. Um, purposes or processes because it is melody. All things in existence, you know, there's multiplicity that's taking place. But that uh that fifty year Jubilee or that forty nine point nine year Jubilee is taking place throughout from twenty fifteen to twenty sixteen. So there's another restoration that's about to, to go on here. Uh if you're dealing with uh that that type of prophecy on that level. You know, so what um okay. it's been forty eight years uh since the last so we're in the forty ninth year now and this is going to be We'll see if it's going to be another uh, restoration of land to the children of Israel, right? The true Israelites. 
you know what I'm saying? Um, doing yeah, doing the Jubilee, God commanded that all Israelites return to their ancestral home. And if you had if we had lost our father's land in the year of Jubilee, it would be restored to us. Okay, so that X, you know, that, that chromosome, XY chromosome, um, the X being a cross, but also the X symbol of rejuvenation, restoration. So that's that 23 and 23, the 23 right there, 23 chromosomes of mother, 23 chromosomes from father, 23, and Y, and that X coming together, forming you and me. And that's 46. But uh, that goes to 10. And uh, it happened, what, it was 28, do, do seven days on 20, it was 28, 29, 29, 30, 1, 2, 3, that's five days. Three, yeah, six, wait, four, five, and uh, six, like eight days. So seven days was the, was the fifth, yeah. But uh, seven times seven, 49, flows from... Goes from, let me think, let me think, let me think. It was uh, 1967, yeah, so those 17,640 days, if I'm not mistaken, let me find that. That is, yeah. But it's most definitely 49 years, and it's counting the 360 days within each year. And gives us that. And it's called prophetic year because that's the ancient way of uh, the ancient way of calculating days in the year three hundred sixty. But when uh, Newton was coming up with that prophecy, it was uh, not dealing with a type of uh, the end of the world type thing that was like based on fear, like what's going on in that movie Tomorrowland, what's going on in reality, the physical reality that we participate with. Uh, it was like a, a second coming of Christ, and you know, since he was uh, initiated to Freemasonry or so called the secret societies, uh, his image of Christ was not that of an individual that was outside of itself, it was uh, him being. Enlightenment, that that age of enlightenment, so he's talking about the uh, Christ consciousness, who are not being introduced into this area of what we call uh, the age of Aquarius, you know, ushering in. So that's what he was basically, um, he was prophesied, or that's what his uh, prophecies were were bridging towards. It wasn't uh, to bring about a, a, a annihilation of the planet Earth type of uh, a feeling or whatnot, mind state is is basically something of seeing. He was seeing that what was going to happen in the near future, well, 500 years from when he was uh, around. 
would be something of a very important type of uh, it would have a very important effect on the planet Earth in uh, different ways. So at the end of the movie, they destroyed the machine um, and it reversed what was going to happen. At the uh, end of the world, it happened. And they started going back looking for more scientists and all the other stuff. But, uh, not really just scientists, but people that were uh, doing good things within the arts and within nature and within life in general, you know, painters, dancers, uh, musicians, um, geologists, anthropologists, different types of scientists like that, uh, biologists. But they would bring them all back to bring them into uh, the future. One thing that I would call, and what I got out this movie tomorrow, man, as far as metaphysically speaking, is that it was saying that uh, it had a lot of different esoteric stuff, but some of the stuff was blatant, like the monster thing. You know, that's disclosure. It's like saying, again, yeah, we plugged into something uh, that's feeding us certain type of information. How is it altering our pattern of thought. Well, some of that I explained briefly, you know, to get into it, the harmonics and, and the vibration of different sounds or frequencies that are being entrained into our uh, path of thoughts. And that entrainment process is caused to, uh, is taking place by one of those, I've mentioned it before, but one of those sounds being piggybacked by a lower frequency. So if you got four hundred if you got a four hundred and ten frequency sound going in one ear and you got a four hundred frequency sound going in the other ear, that ten on wave frequency is gonna have to piggyback information on it. Because that it's at an extra low frequency that we can't hear in that four hundred and that four hundred and ten. So it being on that extra low frequency, the information that's embedded won't go directly to our conscious mind like whatever we're listening to, the headphones. And it's not just headphones anymore. You know, that's where they started testing it at. But now it's, you know, we went from headphones to speakers. We went from speakers to handheld AM, FMs and all that. Then we went from there to TVs that, you know, are not that the runs with the speakers and computer monitors that well the speakers with um, the computers and, and their phones. But also the towers, the cell phone towers and the Gwen towers and HARP. HARP is uh, again high frequency oil research program programming oil means sound. So that's based on frequency and vibrations and it's um, all interconnected with Gwen and CERN. Why does CERN have anything to do with this? Because CERN is feeding off of this. How CERN feeds... Well, how is CERN... CERN, remember, is a research program over here in Europe where it's uh, nuclear research. That nuclear research is based on the nucleus of the atom. You know, nuclear research is based on um, 
breaking down the components of the atom. And what does the atoms compose? Or what do they make up? Physical composition makes up bodies of life. All things in physical existence are composed of atoms, of light, atom. So when they, they're going around, you know, smashing particles, where are they getting these particles from? You know, so these particles being smashed are coming from this atmosphere. Everything in this atmosphere is being um, saturated by or being, it's getting stuck and it's not being allowed to break free from the ionosphere because of these towers. These towers are uh, like ground waves, as they speak, but they, what they do is they hug the frequencies. They make the electromagnetic, artificial, mag, artificial electromagnetic energy that's being emanated from the towers or from all the electromagnetic waves coming from the power lines and everything, it makes it um, get stuck to the planet Earth and won't allow it to flow out from the lower atmospheres or whatever so that um, we won't have all that uh, extra frequency uh, gyration going and we can get back to the natural frequency of the planet Earth as well as the universe. Since that unnatural frequency is there and they figured out what um, what hurts to uh, keep it on when it's 13. 13 is right outside of uh, of, uh, of beta. Yeah, beta, alpha. Alpha, well, you know, basically alpha is 12 Seven to twelve. No, uh, you go from beta. Beta is like alert, like it's a twenty-eight to fourteen, and then alpha um, is like it's a from fourteen to seven it's in that range. But that state is a state of relaxation yet alertness at the same time. So you two, we'll be in two worlds. You get yourself in. Um, that's the trance state where one can be subjected to certain information and, and we will think that we will be, uh, you know, getting whatever we want out of it, but at the same time it can be some embedded information within what we are seeing or hearing or, or being found uh, in our environment at that moment and taken into the senses. All of it is affected. You know, everything that's around us has some type of effect on our psychology. But what has parts of me? Uh, what has uh, taken place with this certain thing and how they can manipulate the energy and what is it? How, what's, how, what is fueling the energy that is fueling the certain This thing is like $8 million, $9 million, $9 billion experiment over here, you know, so there's a lot going on in there and they got to have a lot of power to get this thing jumping, but where's the best place to get So they're beaming this energy from heart. There's a lot going on, you know, so they had these towers. And not only are they transmitting it, but they're receiving it. 
So they, you know, they taking me, it's the same thing, you know, as above, so below. Same thing the physical body does. They making these towers out here to do. But they're doing it on a, on a level that is causing, uh, you know, a lot of detriment, so, so to speak. Because if I can't think right, how am I going to do what's right for myself and for others? You know, this has been going on for a uh, for a while, but the last uh, decade, over well, the last century, with the Nazis, uh, so-called Nazis, when they developed uh, certain brain washing mechanisms and techniques over there in uh, Germany throughout that uh, that war, World War Two, and uh, then after that war, they they brought those scientists over here to America in Operation Paperclip, and they developed more. I think one of the scientists' name was Werner Braun, Braun, you know, Braun, uh, which call it ovens and stoves and stuff like that, you know. But uh, and he probably stole his patent from Standard, was his name. And you know, I think his name might be John Standard. He was uh, one of the first. He was a, a inventor, but he was a, a melanated. Inventor, and it's actually where we get the name um, the standard from, because he he John Standard he developed um, things that became the standard. If you ain't make it like John Standard, it ain't standard. And this is the African American back in the day, a melanated brother. He he uh, invented the refrigerator, the stove, the oven, you know. So. Also, the real McCoy, that phrase, it came from uh, Elijah McCoy. And uh, he he came up, that's where we had him, uh, like in so-called Black History Month, Black History Month, third month. Um, Elijah McCoy, that's, what we, that's why we call it the real McCoy uh, museums or whatnot, you know, doing that. You know, time uh, there might be some other ones floating around just all, all the time. But I've been to a couple of. Uh, he, but he 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 invented stuff for the steam engine, as well as uh, I was like iron board. He invented uh, tires, car tires, and in the trades for the tires. But you know, that's the real McCoy. He was the real McCoy, so they gave. They gave these niggas, you know, these niggas, these uh, attributes like the real McCoy, the standard. That's the standard. You know, you know, some people be saying the standard might be might be the highest uh, ranking, what we call, you know, redneck or whatever. But he, and he's saying the standard don't know that or the real. That's the real McCoy right now, boy. Don't know the real McCoy is Elijah McCoy. <laughs> And he was a he was a melanated brother that was inventing some some powerful things that we using today. You know, so it's still to this day. Like, where are you gonna go without them car tires, bro? You know, you won't come. You won't come to my house. <laughs> you know, but you got to drive over here on melanated tires. So, but uh, all right. So you know, certain. Go back to CERN. Could be, it is, ain't no could be. Is taking that energy and utilizing it to uh, 
basically try to open up portals. And it even said that uh, they noticed that there's been two uh, accounts over in China and one in Great Britain or United Kingdom where they saw floating cities in the sky. You know, they're saying these are holograms or whatever. Um, but could it be an open portal? And they've uh, identified another round. Alternate dimension, the planet Earth is right up under our nose. They call overtones, but it's another dimension. You know, it's one thing that was said in that movie, and I'm going to start talking about that movie tomorrow, land somewhat, but they was they had just got to the little, uh, what they call it, the spectacle, just um, when the Eiffel Tower turned into the rocket ship. They got into it, they took off, and they got outside the realm of the planet Earth. And and when they got out uh, out to outer space, they turned around. So Casey was like, uh, she looked at the thing and was like, we turned around, we're going back. And the thing was like, no, we're not going back. We're going through to another dimension, to another reality. So, uh, okay, that's an alchemical statement right there. That's in alchemy at its best. And that's something, that's that, that's that Isaac Newton right there. What does that mean? Hmm. Going in, she said, we're not going back to Earth. We're going through Earth. We're going through the body. Not going to the the physical thing just because we like sitting in meditation or whatever. Not going. We're not sitting there in meditation in the physical body. You're transporting yourself through the Merkaba and astral travel and space travel. Dimensions, even if it's a place like Earth, but she said we're not going back; we're going through to another dimension. So go through the body, use the body properly to get to that alternate dimension, and come back, you know, with some uh, some resolve, with some some, some conclusions to your uh, scientific observation or uh, restoration, you know. From your forty-nine point nine year jubilee, so that's what. As far as uh, the twenty-three, that's what's taking place uh, in right now time. As far as physical reality, is the jubilee in the um, Judaic sense. Even though the Pope is what we would call a Catholic priest or the Pope or the Papal, he he's inside of uh, Catholicism and whatnot. Catholic, uh, you know, cops being the physical body. Also, cop is uh, the deity within the comedic sense that uh, is that cat, but also holy, cat holy, the holy cat or the holy body. But that you know, you know, inside the Vatican, they hold all type of mysteries, the so-called mysteries, from us and um, keeping us, keeping that concealed away from us down there, deep down there, deep in that uh, in those holy um, caverns. Yeah, but definitely, it's. Uh, 
also the cat under cat deities within the comedic pantheon. Yeah, but uh, even though that Judaism and Catholic Catholicism uh, were not a two different uh, religions, so to speak, it really isn't. And all, and all religions tie back to one frame of thought. It's all you know, universal um, agreement within religion. One universal fundamental frame of thought in um, science. Well, in religion, they call it spirit. In science, they call it, uh, I guess they would call it the infinite field or the infinite quantum field. And that's what they tapped into um, inside of this sermon. But in the movie, it was uh, it was the portal or being able to jump from one place to another going through um, interdimensional, interdimensional travel going to alternate reality. So that's what they did to get to Tomorrowland. But like I was saying, one of the most important statements in the movie was when she said, we're going back. And she was like, no, we're not going back to Earth. We're going through it to get to this alternate dimension. So you don't need that ship that they used in, the, you know, from the Eiffel Tower. The Eiffel Tower is the spine again. So, like, you know, they make all these, you know, these uh, material items, these material um, houses, like you just talk about, you know, you know, to put something in to contain something, you know, so, and also to be active within that containment on some type of observation level to obtain some type of information from whatever is taking place. And this is magic. And also to manipulate and subjugate whatever may be in that general uh, aspect of the experiment, if it's an experiment that's being placed on an animal or human beings for that matter. You know, so the large uh, human collider experiment could be the LAC instead of the large Hadrian collider. Because they're getting these agents. Well, you know, yeah, look, I ain't got written documentation saying this is what's happening from somebody. But uh, if you think about Kundalini energy or or a heat index and how this radiates into the atmosphere, and it's been stated before, going to the book of Electromagnetic. Uh, but in that states that everything in uh, physical reality here has its alternate uh, representation in the ionosphere. And the ionosphere is basically what we would call heaven. Um, it's up there, you know, but it's uh, just it's the last layer of this. Reality as it goes out from the, the different atmospheres, as it goes out into the exosphere or the outer space, and so many out, you know, ex sphere out of the gases of the physical reality. But going from uh, there 
Well, inside the ion sphere is uh, ions or um, atoms, basically molecules, and they uh, they reproduce in a spiritual sense, in the light aspect, the light effect, the physical substances that are on the planet Earth up there. And I saw this in a dream for some reason years ago. I was away from the planet, somewhat like pulled away from the planet, but I was looking at the planet from a distance in outer space or whatever or something. I don't know. But I, when I was looking at the planet, everything on the planet was going up like from a, it was weird because it went from a small funnel at the base from the bottom to a large funnel all the way at the top. But that large tunnel funnel, when it when it panned out, when it came to a full, uh, when it blossomed at the top like a flower, it was everything that was on planet Earth. So all this was on planet Earth went up into a small point, and then it came out to a greater large point in the void, as as what it was outside of planet Earth. But it was it was almost like it it was it was uh, connected on that line. But it wasn't the whole planet. Like you can see the Earth in a circle on the bottom part. Then there was that line going up, and it was a half a circle top of that, up the top of the line. But I could see that that was all the things that was on the planet Earth physically showing. But it was a different type of light. It wasn't the same light that was on planet Earth, like the sun or whatever on on that side or whatever giving light. It was like green and blue. More so within the the area outside of the aura outside, but it was more see through and and like clear or dark, basically because it was out of space on the inside. So that, you know that was uh, ions or the everything is good and trapped in that area or in, inside this area due to. Um, Activity of, of the heat index. See, think about it like this: you got an area of people, and you generate emotions that affect the lower realm. The word Kundalini is uh, resting, so that Kundalini gets stimulated through those lower emotions, and it wakes up a little bit. It don't wake up completely, but it wakes up enough to be active in that message. So whatever that information is, it goes out and it interacts with it on those lower notes and produces or reproduces that information that is obtained on those lower uh, strings of the guitar or of the antenna or the piano of, of the spine. So those lower senses getting stimulated by the lower energies or the extra low frequencies the heart, whatever, generates this heat, completely hot, you know what I'm saying? So it generates that heat, that red, that fire. comes out through our actions, our thoughts, our, our breath. Um, comes out through our sweat, our blood, um, feces. comes out through our interactions with other people. What we talk about um, comes out. This is how it's being transmitted as well as received. So as soon as we it's transmitted to us, we transmit it back out. So as soon as we receive it, someone else gets it too. 
so that reaction, you know, so if we get this fear information, we react to it, then we go out and we feed the other people on the on the premises of fear. You know, one of the, like I said, one of the major things that was said in the movie was go within. You ain't gotta get in the ship. You know, some you know some rigid uh, man-made device. You get into your natural ship that you create yourself, your mecha bar, basically that self created. Not meaning the physical self, but your higher self, which we are, who we are. You know, without having any type of uh, contractual agreement that we have to, uh, you know, obtain. That's who we are naturally. Yeah, in the movie, that's one of the powerful statements that was uh, that was that was stated. But what she had to do was, well, what would have to take place was they had to destroy what was producing the fear in the first place. And that was the machine, the monitor. And that you know, the monitor was in the shape of a big old circle, like an eye. It was called the monitor. That means it's observing, whether the observing eye, not the all seeing eye, but the big brother. You know, basically what they call it. But you know, the system. So uh, the you know, also another uh, um, title of big brother, the system. You know, which is. Who we are, we, the system is uh, is one individual way to do itself who holds the system, but they um, manipulate each individual way to do a system through the mechanism of fear, saying that this right here is what it is. On that note, right here, and we are the elite, or we're the higher. Um, echelons of, of 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 this faction of group of the group and we're gonna dictate how everyone lives through fear, not through love but through truth. So, you know, the twenty third of September, the Pope speaks on that, he is apologizing and he's also letting everyone know that climate change is very important, but it's not really the climate change since of course. He's saying he's sorry for what's happening. Because he apologized to the indigenous people as well, because he knows that through the indigenous people, the climate change is being caused. Because the melanated people have more, or the indigenous people have more melanin, and melanin is more interactive with uh, spirit or with intelligence or with agents or atoms or ions. You know, so if they can keep the melanated mind. Obtained and and disguised and uh, pretty much attached to distractions of reactions, then they will have enough energy to feed this these different machines or whatever to access and locate these areas dimensions and do the things that they're doing. Uh, so CERN Park, Gwen Towers, cell phone towers, cell phones, computer monitors, TVs, and appliances. Can't get away from it. You know, it's, it's around. There's ways to um, help or assist us in our transitions. 
diodes and different things like that, get those uh, magnetic blankets, uh, uh, helmets, different things you can look up online to uh, help guard against uh, artificial electromagnetic energy and explode frequencies. Check that out. You want to go that route, you know. On lead as well, if I'm not mistaken. But um, so they take they went to that realm, the Tomorrowland realm, to disclose certain information on a cheesy note. So they spent like three hundred million dollars on this movie. The movie only made a hundred million dollars to the box office. So they knew they already knew it wasn't gonna make money, but they had to put out information and let certain individual way do um propagate the information. Well, you know, take it in and then put it back out or whatever, you know. So what I, like I said, Shimata is uh, seven times, oh, it's the uh, Sabbath, you know, it's, uh, break, it's the breakdown like of the Sabbath throughout the year, the yearly Sabbath. Then you have the great Shimata. You have the seven-year Sabbath, which is the Shimata. Then you have the great Shimata, or the Super Shemata, which is the seven times seven Shemata, the 49 year Shemata. So we had, we, not we were, we just had whatever this was a Shemata um, on the 13th of September. And now there's a great Shemata, the Super Shemata, that started on the 23rd. And like, you know, I was saying Newton predicted that um, some would take place on September 23rd, 2015. The statement took place was climatic change, and 500 days prior to that, the um, French Prime Minister mentioned to Kerry, U.S. Secretary of State, that then 500 days from, what was it, May 14th, that uh, there would be a catastrophic event dealing with climate change. But that very well was, uh, could have been what they were talking about was, was uh, Joaquin. And, you know, Joaquin means uh, exalted by Yahweh or lifted up by God. And what's lifted up by God, the Kundalini energy. And if they're capturing, or the spirit is lifted up. So if they, it, it, you know, let's say, you know, if they, you know, whatever, but if the powers that be are capturing the Kundalini energy, remember, Kundalini energy can be stimulated other ways too, exercise, you know, the heat index, or um, any type of emotional reaction stimulates Kundalini energy. Now, if you, if you look at, um, the or, or the emotional responsive uh, color grid. You know, look it up on the internet, and you see all the different colors and different emotions that the body or the internal body or the aura may turn. Uh, you see neutral, and, and it's melanin, or black is just like dark. Neutral is like dark blue and black. That means emotionless, uh, and, and nothing is really affecting that are individuated at that moment. So that neutral is melanin. 
He's ready to do something, but he ain't doing that. But that state of nothingness is creation as well, because everything's happening. It's just now no thought is taking place to where it's at. A happening where action is a deliberate and also can be contradictory because it can be uh, deliberate and overwhelming to what to the point of, of taking over a person. Like with fear, you know, if we always constantly fed one objective reality, then that's what we're going to believe is true, but also that's what we're going to want. You know, I didn't check out Halloween, but I can imagine there was some zombies trying to friend whatever the, you know, worldview is right now as far as on uh, that level of media feeding, um, our conscious, feeding us our conscious thoughts and our conscious reality, then that could be, uh, you know, you know, I can imagine there was some zombies trying to rap. Yeah, so you can put those things together like that. 23rd, and then 23, 23, 46, 64. Um, the tomorrow land, right? So tomorrow, tomorrow, it's earth, tomorrow's water and, and rise fire. So earth, water, and fire. And then air being the, the fourth element. And those are the four modalities of uh, the physical cross. Tomorrow. It was the name of the group was plus plus is the symbol plus is four corners. Well, four is a cross. One, two, three, and four. And it was four of those individuals. So it's fire, air, water, and earth. Um, but if you look at the word plus ultra, you got the word ultra in there. What do we know about ultra? What other significant name in the conscious community? And no, you know what I'm saying? But uh, MK ultra, you know, you know what I'm saying? That uh, the mind control ultra group, the project MK ultra, of that, um, that paperclip scientists came over here from Germany and other scientists from America and all over the planet got together and uh, started developing mind control apparatuses or machines as well as techniques and uh, different ways to use brain control effectively worldwide. Yeah, so that's that's, uh, MK Ultra. You know, that's that German mind control, K being control, K O N T R O L in Germany. And those societies that that was involved with that, these societies that was involved in so called making this uh, Tomorrowland right here that this movie is based on. Okay, so Tomorrowland. So they're saying, so you got this Pope Francis right here, John Francis Walker in the movie, <laughs> Francis, uh, Frank, being pure or, or nobleman or uh, free man. There's more. So there's more 
He's been to Rock Pack. And then he's been to all type of other stuff, but he invented the monitor as well. Who invented the computer? And, you know, of course, they give credit to um, with the Internet, basically, they give credit to uh, Lee. He, this, he's an uh, English uh, computer scientist that worked for, actually worked for CERN back in 1998, I think it was. Oh, no, 1989. He may have developed or been, he was able to send something across, uh, not the Internet, but the World Wide Web. He actually developed the World Wide Web. But uh, what little people may know is that you know, I mean, we we spoke about. I know I've heard about uh, one dude, um, African African um, from what's his name, uh, in McGuali. That was nineteen eighty nine. Yeah, nineteen eighty nine. He he developed something called a connection machine, which was like uh, the first internet or whatever. It was like the father of internet because it had. He connected all these different uh, computers, basically, into one, and it was all feeding information back to the main computer. And that's what the internet basically does. It's just uh, it's an open avenue of connections from all over the place to one main computer somewhere else, and that's based, that's CERN. You know, so every, like we're on the internet. Yeah, that thing is our thoughts are going through. It don't seem like it might be happening, but not only are we picking up images from the screen or the monitor, images are coming from behind those. You know, it's, it's uh, what they call uh, these are sleeves or uh, windows, and uh, so behind each sleeve is a, is another sleeve and another sleeve and can have infinite different uh, amounts of frames with different amounts of information on them. But all we see is the main frame, the first one. That's right there in front of us. But uh, yeah, in McGuire, he, he developed uh, something that's similar to what we have at the Internet. But going back to what's in the, uh, Bernie's, Tim Bernays-Lee that worked for CERN, uh, came up with a uh, with the World Wide Web, which is basically how you can have uh, a browser and pull up something and be like this is what I want to go to and this and and then it pop up and that's what that's the, what the surfing the web is and all that we call that the internet the internet um, wasn't developed by one person it was a group of people. Um, but also with Tim Berners-Lee, what a lot of people might know about, like I was saying, is that uh, his father is, is a, uh, a computer scientist as well, and he's Caucasian, but his mother is also a computer scientist. His mother is a melanated sister. Her name is, uh, what is her name? Mary. Mary Woods. Mary uh, Woods. And his father, I, I, I'm trying to stretch my brain, but um, 
she's melanated, and he, his father is uh, both on a computer scientist. You see, it rubbed off on him and mathematicians, but they don't really speak on his mother being a uh, sister, like to talk about. They, you know, they there's pictures of uh, his father all over the place on the internet. You can find Mary L. Woods. That's her name, Mary L. Middle name or middle initial Woods back name. You can find a picture up on the type in Tim Burns Lee and Mary L. Woods. That's nah. But he he developed what we call the World Wide Web and what we what we call the internet. That he is officially um, Milano or or you could say he's Melanie because that's where. Uh, you know, he has more melanin in him than uh, cocaine due to the fact that his mother is uh, Donna. I'm going to make sound good. That energy that they take in their usurping is melanated energy. So the Pope, some would like had to forgive for uh, doing that by saying that on the 23rd. So it's a reversal of some of the negativity on the on the masculine side or the matriarchal side taking it to, I mean, the patriarchal side taking it to the matriarchal side of the feminine. So that masculinity or that fire is the heat coming from the Kundalini can be cooled down somewhat by water energy coming through from um, the cosmic energy but the uh, energy coming coming down from the heavens. There's one thing that uh, when we was up there at the equinox, uh, the, the autumnal equinox, we was uh, doing uh, we was doing ashes or giving thanks and uh, burning the, the money and whatnot. So we would give thanks to our family members that, that transitioned and whatnot. Uh, individuals that we upheld as uh, influences in our in our life, whatnot. But then the, the sister, uh, the queen, there came over. She said, uh, "She said we can't fight fire with fire in this uh, in this war. Sometimes we gotta fight fire with water. She said we we gotta heal the planet with tears and these tears of thanks and." Uh, and but when she said that, I'm like, wow, that makes sense right there, you know. So we gotta we gotta heal the planet with water, you know, to make things grow. Fire, this fire does what? Burns everything up, destroys everything. Which is, you know, it happens to. Yeah, there has to be some type of balance, and if everything is uh, one end, just fear or fire. It's, it's burning up everything. Got to put some water on that. If things start healing, you know, allow it to have the opportunity to heal. Yeah, so that's so what I got out of the Tomorrowland movie. Uh, and some of the, uh, as, some of uh, how it interconnected to who we are, because that antenna, when the antenna is the physical spine, basically. 
and when it split into two sides, that was uh, speaking on the Indonesia and the Pangala being able to uh, go into that duality yet be uh, still active as one unit. And then it took off, that spaceship took off or whatever, the Mechabot went into itself, went back into the Earth, and that's the inner reality or the inner universe and started creating in another dimension within itself and bringing that back to that um, physical reality as a, as an incentive to grow and to be that water. thing if you notice if you ever see the LAC you uh, notice that it's in a cyclical cylinder type of circle you know it's in some shape but it has a little diamonds or, or, or pyramidal uh, shapes all over it as well that's to contain the energy and you know the uh, nano diamonds is what created the life on the planet. Everything these nanodiamonds is basically metal or carbon holding substances. These nanodiamonds are in the shapes of pyramids or triangles and holding, and they were the containers of melanin when they came from uh, different uh, cosmic, uh, well, different cosmic, uh, like uh, comets and, and asteroids that does planet Earth, cosmic debris. And um, it had those nanodiamonds embedded upon it, and as it uh, cooled off or whatnot, it developed light on the planet, on different planets, not just this one. But that uh, that circle also, if you've seen Shiva, and this is they have a statue of Shiva outside of CERN. Building and uh, why Shiva because Shiva does a dance, the dance that uh, it's called uh, the Nataraj that symbolizes the Shakti life force energy going up, spirit rising. You know, Jackin again, you know what I'm saying? So, spirit rising, Rast, Karas, spirit rising. So it, it, the shock the life force energy is going up. It, you know, uh, she's got these four arms going all over the place, and you know, the four arms, my, uh, uh, you got that plus plus ultra over there. These four entities. Now, so we got your four four uh, these <laughs> uh, vinegar, double vinegar, the fourth of the vinegar, but Basically, T22. But you got Shiva doing that dance, and the dance is represented for the cosmic dance of subatomic energy. That's why they put that out there, because, you know, they know the esoteric meaning of, of what's going on. So that co- that cosmic dance or the subatomic energy, the chronic energy, the chi, you know, these are uh, what we would call vampires. This is your. This is the grandest uh, 
type of experiment or the grandest type of uh, predatorial experiment of a vampire on how they're getting their prey is by seeking us energy through the fangs of, of CERN and HARP and Quintiles and all these other different aspects. But um, the cosmic dance or this dance that Shiva, the god of the, inside of the the, the philosophy of uh of that that religion. Or that uh it's one of the principles inside that the uh, Hindu or she with Shiva is that uh you know Shiva is the destroyer. But this cosmic dance based on um the Kundalini energy or the energy in motion as it flows and how it flows in that spiral. And that spiral is, is scalar, scalar energy or scalar wave energy and also tachyon energy, what we call tachyon energy or torsion energy. And torsion means spiral. So one, one going one way and the other one going the other way. That's the from Gala. That, that's that antenna breaking in the you know, two sides and then the spaceship, you know, the the spaceship coming from the lower step going up to outer space and then coming back down and um, doing this little microcosmic orbit, I guess. So you see, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm not trying to be a conspiracy theory or anything, but the theorists are nothing like that. But you can see how some of that ties in. So now how the Pope, what he was doing was readying uh, the, the name Francis, he's readying the free man for that exchange of uh, those gifts that are about to happen. Now, you know, like I said, there's no documentation. Now, all I'm doing is, re- is reading through the line, so to speak, of what I see from not a, a mental perspective of my human eyes looking at it, but the more deeper aspects of where the information is coming from in the first place or originating from, the initial information might not even be available to the ones interacting in the actual physical processes of the information being submitted. How many media uh, newscasters or whatever know what really took place, even though they're reading it off, you know what I'm saying? They don't know what happened. They weren't there. You know what I'm saying? But... So I, I dig into it metaphysically, you know, again, mm-hmm. metaphysical languages, the retransformation mm-hmm. of words, you know. So retransforming what is being said to another degree to where we see it from different perspectives. So that movie, Tomorrowland, was a pretty high right movie, you know, like I said, uh, tomorrow, 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 ain't, ain't got to be based on death or fear. You just have to uh, balance certain things with water. That doesn't mean cry, you know, like that, but it means to be non-reactive into the way of flowing of the water. So water is very powerful because it comes from a higher perspective and comes down and fills the lower perspectives. But it can lose its way because it becomes what it is absorbing into or feels, and it becomes that, 
when it just like the plastic thing, but it's melanin though. So all things as it becomes like it, whatever container that the water goes into, it develops into that container, right? So it becomes that it might lose itself within the container and forget that it is water. Until you know, something comes along. Oh, I need water. It's just water to that person in that container. It's not what water is in its full potential as the intelligence. So, but all right. So that water comes in and cools off and everything and balance. But if we don't have that balance, then the heat resides and the heat stimulates or goes up into the atmosphere where we have these chemtrails. Chemtrails has aluminum and barium in it. Heat reflects and refracts off of those barium pieces that's floating around and causes more heat. And that heat uh, causes condensation within the atmosphere. Condensation is moisture. And if we have uh, a low-pressure system developed, we have weather patterns. The weather patterns um, could change environmental structures, as we know. It depends on how great the weather pattern. It could change the agricultural structure. That's why Monsanto owns all the um, these uh, cornfields and whatnot throughout America and throughout the world. And they also have stock in the Mercenal uh, Exchange where it's like this betting grid of people where they come together and place uh, money orders on, I spoke on it before, money orders on destruction of uh, agriculture throughout America with these uh, uh, farmers. Some of the farmers even sign off on it too to get insurance claims. So if their farm is worth $2 million, they write off a $10 million insurance claim with corporations inside the mercenary and then they get this ten ten million dollars, whereas they were only making two million. You know, so they're like, Well, yeah, well, you can come in and destroy all my crops and then you give me this ten million dollars and come back and put, you know, your your Monsanto corn out here and yeah, why not? You can have it. You know, I take the ten million, I ain't gotta work no more. You know, they can live off that. So that's an incentive on that note, on a negative note for um, agriculture and our sustenance. So do we eat that and then, you know, we go out, we exercise, we sweat a little bit, get a little heat, we watch a little bit of whatever's on the, the tube, get a little heat from that. You know, these are just lower emotions because this is the interactions that we're taking place, that, that we uh, participate with every day. So then we get that, and then the next thing you know, you know, we uh, go to school or whatever, work or to uh, out to eat or something. Uh, we out with friends somewhere tomorrow. Somebody look at us wrong, step on a shoe or uh, don't open the door. Or something happens and we get emotional. The cash register person move fast enough, all that type of stuff. So then, we, you know, we interact with the technology and it, it uh, is receiving that tachyon energy or the you know that scalar energy and is being absorbed through the heart system through the extra low frequencies that not only is transmitting but is receiving energy and then that goes to the CERN through by way of uh from the technology 
from like what cell phones, TV, radio, whatever, um, computer, goes through that, hits up with these electromagnetic um, lines, then it gets to the towers. The tower, since it's hugging, was causing the electromagnetic, artificial electromagnetic energy to hug the planet Earth. It absorbs all that, whatever's coming out, goes through the power, these antennas, zoops up to the heart system, then to satellites that's in outer space, then the satellites, which are connected to CERN, are being those back off the reflectors or whatever they got on there to CERN, and it feeds that um, the potential that it needs to run the machine, um, LAC and all the other, uh, the, I think it's seven machines that they have themed up and jumping for that black hole to pop open. <clears throat> but that black hole is uh, inevitably within us. I didn't get into some of the information today that I had because I knew it would uh it would be time consuming. But I, I I did get to page fifteen and really didn't read off on this a lot. I was I was going off of some of the things that I already knew, but uh, not really the hour, but some of the things I studied and researched the past few days and stuff. I've had two weeks to get these, to get this together, so. Uh, but I didn't get into some of uh, what I was going to speak on tonight. It's all good. So, but tomorrow, 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 tomorrow is you know yesterday is today and tomorrow. So the interdimensional travel and going to alternate dimensions and ultimate alternate realities uh, by way of uh, Merkaba and or uh, Merkaba and, and astral traveling and soul traveling cosmos through the cosmos is very capable. And it was, that's what they were speaking on in this uh, in this movie Tomorrowland. And uh, also Pope Francis was speaking on when he was apologizing because he knows that now, right now we are in this time of synchronicity, zero point. And those individuals that are, they're all individuals, everybody on planet Earth has the potential to have, to be who they are in their own imagination. But if our if our imagination is being obstructed and, and taken advantage of by certain things outside of, uh, say for instance, uh, how we have the institute of uh, what we call marriage. Now I'm not against it, but look what happens to the creative process of the mind through marriage, through what we call marriage now today. Because there's no unity, designed because they know, but it's a lot of uh, discomfort and disagreement inside of marriage today. Uh, but what happens is the creative, the creative aspects of creative potentials are are seeped because uh, one person is going to be um, draining the other inside of marriage. If there is no fifty-fifty, if there's no unity. And that's basically because of the lack of knowledge itself within that unit. But that's that's not just just with that though. It's with a lot of different aspects of relating with 
each other, not just in a marriage, but but that it causes uh, complacency or confusion. It causes of uh, you know being being stuck in one position, but that one position that we get stuck in right now is uh, it's on that lower level, and that's keeping us from that potential of being able to utilize those higher senses, those higher uh, abilities. So they know that. So he apologizes somewhere under under the table. He apologizes, and uh, you know we we know we got CERN. He he knows that CERN's over there. On the Franco Swiss, I mean, Vatican pretty much funded it. The Rothschilds and the Vatican pretty much funded it. Um, so he knows it there, and he knows that the indigenous people, or melanated people, are fueling this thing through our emotions, through energy, emotion, kind of lean, ponty, whatnot. But that intelligence or that spirit that we breathe out, as long as it stays on that lower vibration like that, it's going to keep it's going to keep being manipulated to where it. Um, performs the duties and tasks of creating whatever said reality it is viewing. You know, so the more we get away from that reality, remember, if the majority of people focus on the artificial reality, then the true natural reality will fade away. So the, the more we focus on a natural, organic reality, then the more then we will, we will see our natural our natural organic reality um, be composed in front of us with the on the opposite, you know, that we had it um, false images appearing real uh, scenario. You stay on the on the on the, the world view of what the artificial world is offering us right now. So the you know the real true reality that you want and that we had the ability to. That actually is taking place. You know, it's happening. These gifts are about to happen. You know what I'm saying? Menage. You know, a mindset. Whatever our mindset is, you know, uh, those things will inevitably uh, come to be, whatever we think. You know, so if it's being altered, if our thoughts are being altered and, and for whatever purpose or reason that is being altered for is uh, taking place, then we might need to switch up and uh, start thinking another way or not thinking thoughts that are being, that are in our particular reality. We shouldn't think the way that that reality or, or the way the worldview is giving us the point of view that is being offered to us, we shouldn't just take it for what it is, judge the book by our cover. You know, sometimes something else going on with the information that's being, um, you know, given to us or planted within our, uh, our earth. You know, even the information I give them, I'm speaking on, you know, do your own research on CERN, do your own research on, on you. You know, they everything that's outside of us is, Within us, like the the towers that's out there, the cell phone tower, twin tower, that's based on us internally. You know, you got the chip up there, the pineal gland, you got the spine. See how it spreads out at the base of it, like the roots of a tree. You know, so you know that's that's us right there walking around as man in a different type of agreement, though. So 
they put these senators up or whatever these uh to try to defeat the X Men. You know what I'm saying? But uh they're walking through the towns, these big towers or whatever, and they you know, these like dinosaurs were devouring man inch by inch. But we, we are now coming out of that because it's, it's something going to happen. I don't know. Maybe I, I can't say that it is. But uh, as we move into 2016, you know, give thanks for everything that took place in 2015 and previously really is all in one day. It's all good. It's all love. Um, so this this month is November. We're going in December next month. Um, got some things jumping off in next month. Well, this month actually is going to have another temple meeting. This month I start having um every month. Get to I'm getting together. Me and another a brother a brother and I getting together. Um, I'm going to put some things together and move in the right direction. Not to talk about it, but be about it. You know what I'm saying? Um, be more serious, I guess, about certain other things. You know, it's never done. We never should be satisfied. I'm not saying uh, success is not to be accomplished, you know, but don't, we shouldn't be saturated in our success to where that we become satisfied. You know, what I ain't, so I'm just saying happiness is success. So even though I'm, I am happy, I'm not going to be saturated in my happiness and not show other people how to become happy. Even when I ain't got any, you know, I got mice running around in my house. I like that, but I'm getting it, uh, what's called renovated now. I got the door. I got a new door back there. Got my uh, slide door fixed, getting all of my holes and, and, and stuff, mend, uh, you know, mended up and whatnot, get things, you know. So, uh, that's positive. That's that's a good good change. Good change. You know, um, get my house back together. Like I said, it's not a, it's not a shabby. It's a nice house. You know, I try to keep it clean and single. So, you know, I got from a man's perspective, it's pretty nice. You know, a lot of people come over here they don't want to leave. They're like, dang man, shit, yeah, peaceful house. It smells good. <laughs> I burn a lot of incense in there. Uh, but uh, so tomorrow, tomorrow, tomorrow is um, is you know I didn't really get like I said I didn't get into some of the other information, but this was uh what I got out of a Tomorrowland movie. Anyway, movie you know again it's moved the emotions, so it didn't really move it whatever, but. As I watched it, I got a few things from it, and uh, you know, Isaac and Casey. I like, okay, well, Casey knew, of course, you know, Newton, Newton. That's new. That's uh, the infinite waters, primordial waters, actually, um, tie earth and on sun. So the primordial, the land of the sun and primordial waters, Newton. But Isaac. Isaac, uh, is, uh, he laughs, he laughs, he who laughs. And the story about Isaac, you know, about to get sacrificed, but, you know, then 
No sacrifice the lower self. No sacrifice the higher self. Or pretty much master the lower self. Allow the higher self to master the lower self. Don't let the lower self master the higher self. By the sense of saying, do what you you see and how you feel at that moment. Not through the elementals. You get to that trance mode, and you don't hear nothing sometimes. You don't even notice the ram in the in the thicket. So that's uh, that's where we was at tonight. Come tomorrow, tomorrow, tomorrow. I will be here next week, even if uh, if it's hailing storm outside and. And my windows are all black to be here next week. Computer's back online good. And uh yeah, I had to get offline over over data usage or something on my internet thing for a week, so I couldn't get online last week. I get things because I got some things accomplished, like I said. Um next week I'll be back in. Get thanks to the First World Order Radio, Dr. Aline and Sister Kadir out there. Get thanks to all the brothers and sisters. Um, peace to the fam, First World Order, all together, all around. So tomorrow, land to the more old land. And, um, I'm going to blast out with this. Uh, this is Dr. Uh, Henry Clark right here speaking in the, the hook of this or whatnot. Or what you going to call it a course. But um, what's connecting the, uh, the, the song to the, to the actual, or the verse to the, to the actual uh, other part. But yeah, anyway, we we'll, We'll see you next week. Get thanks. Um, I hope you got some out of it. And peace, prosperity, protection, and good health, and a great good, and a great good of all. I have a blessed, blessed remainder of the night.